Are we good? Yeah. Yeah, we good, man. All right, perfect. Now we starting. This is, I got that. Oh, okay. You, you, you start. <laughs> I started recording, man. Welcome, everybody. This is episode four of the MC Podcast. I am your host, MC, obviously. Oh, is this Johnny? I'm Johnny. <laughs> this is Johnny. I'm Johnny. I, I thought he introduced me. I was like, hey, he got my introduction. But no, he's selfish. And just get his own. <laughs> but I thought he got my introduction. I was like, I, okay, I was, he got me. But no. <laughs> Rewind. I can't find the phone. Here we go. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna introduce you. <laughs> you just, he had that long pause. I was like, "Oh, okay. I gotta do it myself. It's fine. I gotta do it myself. It's okay." <coughs> we got Corona. You got the COVID. Yeah, I got the Rona, bro. Got the nah. I got the an, I got the anti vaccination right here. Okay. Um. <laughs> Okay. So we got a pretty serious episode As much as Johnny's laughing right now I can't really do shit cause they got me handcuffed It's okay mommy I can't believe they just did this I'm fucking Fucking fire! Fire! It's okay I'm not here with you What we've been doing is looking at the data. This shit goes hella hard, bro. This is Freedom by Joe Budden. Disarm and not kill white people every day. So what's going to happen is we are going to have equal rights and justice in our own country, or we will restructure their function and ours. Let's take a moment to stand and observe the hell we live in. No matter how hot the fire, it never melt the system. Some can help but didn't. We fill up the jails and prisons. You don't believe that's the business? Only yourself, you're kidding. But now they're killing our people. I at least gotta let this first verse rock real quick. Turn on the television. I tell my son, careful what you learn on television. He's 15, he don't know what I mean. Don't know about yet. Doubt and suspect. Outset to controlled outlets from those who don't wanna let us out yet. Land of the free, the home of the brave. Nah. Can't let us be, we've grown from slaves It's there if you wanna read, I mean it's all on the page Say it's police, I just know when it's racing That's thrown in our face Maybe I'm lost, signs are vital to me Sandra Bland didn't come off as suicidal to me Y'all play around thinking we on safe ground They killed Tamir Rice and his rights right on that playground Eric was selling cigarettes, I can't breathe It was said the bigger threat, he was a nigga, I bet But listen, last year I went to church with my mother Faye We sat behind Miss Gardner and it was Mother's Day She said Strong inside, I cried for my eyes tucking the water as I was hugging his daughter. Philando Castile told him he had a weapons permit. Was murdered moments after without a complexion permit. That's bloodshed with his daughter in the car. I'm only upset for our sons and daughters tomorrow. Question How many cities we gotta march through? Sign- I can't let the whole thing rock because I know I'm gonna get a copyright from YouTube. You already got one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's Joe Biden though, so we, we hopefully not because this actually isn't out anywhere other than on his on his YouTube channel. Okay, then. So, but that's a dope song, bro. If y'all have a if y'all have a chance, go listen to it. Go listen to it. It's called Freedom, Freedom Freestyle by Joe Budden. Um, and a lot of a lot of shit has been going on lately, bro. And it's kind of wild. Like, it's a lot. It's it's hard to it's hard to not understand how we're still here. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. It does. You know what? What's even more crazy? A lot of these stories coming out recently, they would not be known if it wasn't with social media. Like yeah, no. Like all, what, three of them we have today? Re- recent ones, at least. 
That At least three. That happened in the last couple months that went under the radar. For months. Since February in some cases. And it's crazy because without this platform, we wouldn't even know. And in most of these cases, it wasn't until the people spoke up that things actually started to change. Or started to get more... Attention. Attention. Not change. She hasn't changed yet still. She's still the same. Yeah. But the attention to these cases that have been brought would not be there if it wasn't for uh, the people on social media. Like, yeah. Putting it out there and sharing it. So it's crazy. People do have a voice. And it's evident in these stories. Yeah. So what... I guess my question... My first question, not only to you, but to everybody listening, is what do we do first? What's the first thing we do to get action on these issues? You know what I mean? Like, what do we do? That's hard to say. I mean, the biggest thing we can do is make these stories be known to the public. That it's actually happening? Yeah. But, but I feel like that's been happening for at least the past 10 years now. I mean, the only way to really get change is to take control. And I don't mean, like, even, like let's go riot, let's go let's protest, none of that shit. I mean, by voting people in power, they're going to change. Yeah. And by what I mean by that, too, is, like, as minorities, you know, Speaking to minorities out there, we all have a voice. And we always vote the same way, statistically. You know, we always vote blue. And they know it. So change doesn't happen. We always vote that same way. So, like what Diddy said recently, like the black vote isn't for free. AOC said, AOC said the same thing. AOC said the Latino vote, Hispanic vote, is not for free neither. Yeah. And I think that's how you get things to change. By letting people know that, hey, we're not going to support you if you don't support us. Do you think Diddy flip-flopped? I know we're in a serious conversation, but... Because <clears throat> he did have the whole vote or die movement back in, what was it, late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. Even recently, you know, when Elon's revolt, I saw ads on this still about vote or die. It was popular on BET and MTV, too. And I don't think he flip-flopped. I think he saw that voting isn't changing anything because we vote the same way. Yeah. What's the point of voting if you know they're going to vote the same way? Like, hey, if I know I have all the blacks and Latinos voting for me as a Democrat... Why do anything? Fuck it. I already got the vote for free. That's true. Why change anything? And so I don't think he flipped. I think he just got, I think he evolved and learned. Like, hey, look at this shit. We're voting blue all the time. And look at the cities. Look at this shit. Nothing's changing. And I think what really kind of pushed him overboard with this was uh, the whole Bloomberg thing. When he came out with this black initiative, this black plan. And his plan was like, it's very detailed actually. It's about... Investing like billions into black businesses and small business owners, inner cities, uh, promoting black education, and a lot of other things too. That I can't remember right now. I'm sorry, I can't remember it. But he came out with a black plan, basically. Okay. And Joe Biden didn't have one at all. And I think when he saw that, the difference between him was like, hold on, hold on, that's a good idea right there. Let's have this black plan going out. He probably heard, he probably heard ALC talking about, hey, nah, Hispanic vote, not having it for free. What are you gonna give us? And I think that so kind of um, made him behave that way and say those things. Okay. So you think, so it's just evolution of his thought process is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Cause like, to be honest, flip flop is not a flip flop is not a bad thing. It's always about, it's about evolution and what we learn and how we grow. Okay. And I think that he grew a little bit over that time frame, and it's an unpopular opinion that he's saying, Hey, look, Give us something. Are we not going to vote, vote for you at all? We might vote red. We don't know. Whoever has the best plan for us is what we're going to vote for. We have to stop thinking about. But don't you think that's also um, an old way of thinking of having 
you know, there's there's like a black plan, there's a Latino plan, and there's a white plan? Or do you think it's time for the tables to be turned because the initiative of the judicial system all the way into any form of government, it's always been a white plan? I don't think that, I don't think that necessarily. I think that there's always been politicians, politicians that address a certain demographic a certain way with certain promises to, that, to those people. And it's evident. And so I don't think that it's anything new. Okay. But also, I don't think that it's not right. I think that it's very fair to do that because as a people in this country, we're very mixed up. In race, I mean. Yeah. We're not one. We're not like Japan or Tokyo where it's one demographic, mainly. We are of a melting pot. pot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Of cultures that all have different issues and all have different setbacks that have to be addressed. And it's not too outlandish to want to vote in your favor. People already do it. People vote on single issues all the time. They just don't know it. Here's how it is. If you are anti-abortion, and you can be liberal everything else, but that anti-abortion policy is something you really, really are strong for, you will vote for somebody that's against your ideology because you're against that one thing that he is against too or she is against too. So you vote the way to get that law passed. People only care about single issues. So we fixate ourselves on the things that we care about the most. Exactly. Because people are not multi-issue people. You in life may have many issues, but you have one big important issue that you care about the most. Yeah. And so people vote that way. People like Donald Trump because he is a Christian. <laughs> and they feel, like, they feel like he has Christian values. So they okay. vote to that patient. They vote toward him and they defend him to a certain degree because they are what he wants in a leader. I haven't seen him lead shit, just to say. I agree. Just like some people only voted for Obama because he's black. <laughs> you know, it's I'm, true. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, a lot of people are. But it's not a bad thing. He had good policies and bad policies, but people only vote on one issue at a time. They're really I, simple. I think the big problem with Obama is he tried to take on too much at one time, and then people was like, yo, you're not doing shit. And it's like, no, bro, go back to Ronald Reagan. <laughs> People are still undoing what Ronald Reagan did. People are still trying to undo what Bill Clinton did. People are still trying to do what all the Washington, all the fucking Bush administration did. Well, you know what it is that you can't expect a president to do everything because in reality they have to go through so many hoops and hurdles. You know. Yeah, you can't. With but the Congress and House and Senate, if you have a Democratic president and a Republican Congress or whatever it may be, vice versa. They already are at war with each other. It's not bipartisan as we like to think. Like there's no. Cooperation. It's like, no, you're not my party. I'm not going to ride with you. Yeah. Like, they're the biggest gang. Or one of the biggest gangs when you think about it. Oh, most definitely. You know. Can't get shit done unless you go to them. Exactly. And so that's what happens. Okay. But I, I don't think, I'll get back to it, but I don't think Diddy flip up on anything. I think he is still a vote or die. But it's like, hey, now we know what our vote's worth. It's worth it, a lot. It's worth change. So that's what he wants to get done. And I'm not saying that he's a great leader at all. He does some shit that I don't agree with. Oh, no, like, yeah. Like anybody else, you know. But he did make a good point on that that I wanted to bring up. <clears throat> just like with the whole police brutality and just the injustice across the, across the country, there's only so much you can do to change it. But there are ways to make a change happen. But it's really hard to say what those, say what they are. Because honestly, I don't know. I mean, That's the I, hardest thing, bro. Yeah, you I, I don't know. Just Where does it start at? Does it start now with our generation of kids? Yeah, it has to. But what do you do for systems already established? How do you reverse racist 
laws and policies are just stereotypes in the community of police that makes people targets for no reason. How do you erase stereotypes in society that makes people targets for no reasons? Damn. And it's just we have to address those issues little by little. Do you shame them publicly? Because I mean, technically, if you think about it, <coughs> Eric Gardner, Trayvon Martin, all these, uh, everybody that people know, like as a household name of a black man that was murdered for no no reason, that's public shaming to me. That was on public. That was on public social medias for everybody to see. Now, Eric Gardner's mom, his daughter, has to live with that for the rest of her life. Trayvon Martin's family now has to live with that tape being out everywhere. You can still find it on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like that to me, that's like. That's a form of shaming. I'm not gonna say it's shaming, but it's a form of shaming, and they're gonna have that's gonna haunt them for the rest of their lives. You know what I noticed? <coughs> Sorry, <clears throat> that Rona is fucking with me. No, but what I, what I noticed is that um, if this was an isolated incident, where it's happened one time, and not hundreds or thousands or where the number may be, there might be a better change at change happening. But since it beca- since it has become so normal, it has become a statistic. That people care less. Like, what they say? They say, like, one death is a tragedy, a thousand is a statistic. Basically, like, yeah, one death matters, but after you get to a thousand, it's like, nah, so it's only a percent. It's only a percentage now. That's so crazy, bro. So it's easier to kind of minimize it. And I think, like, now with the whole, I think now with these movements people are having, you know, people feeling like a, a, a bigger need to speak up a bigger need to be tolerant and progressive that things might change more and more. And I think that only time will make things change. Well, let me be ignorant for a minute and you can help me (laughs) if I am Hey, fuck all you racist white fucks that are at fucking Capitol Hills in your fucking states with guns and shit. If you can get behind that bullshit, but you can't get behind a black black lives matter movement and you can't get, and you want to bash Colin Kaepernick for kneeling, but you want to be at a Senate house with an AR-15 in your hand with because you have white privilege. With nothing happening to you. You marching on the Capitol with a gun. For no fucking reason. What smiles happen? Like, this is the right thing to do. I'm no, pre- bro. Because I'm oppressed. Are you serious? Stop it. <laughs> Fuck that's all of you racist white pieces of shit, bro. <laughs> to me, that's a form of racism. That is a form... That, not a form of racism. That's... I can't think of the word for it right now, but that's... Privilege. But, Privilege. Yes. That's a big privilege flex, to be honest with you. Because you feel the need to exercise your right. Because you you have to stay at home. Yeah, because you can't stay at home. For what? You have all the opportunities. No, calm down. Because you can't stay at home? No, keep going. All the opportunities. I mean, you have all the chances in the world to be Given to you at birth. I do, too. A lot of people do. You know, I'm not not excluded from that, too. I have a couple of rights people don't have, you know. I was born to a better life than most, so I can't say I'm not privileged to a certain degree, but not to where they are at. But you guys are protesting over something where people's lives are at stake to a certain degree. It's like you going out there because you want a haircut. It's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Give me a valid reason. Go out there. Oh, my business is closing down. Tell me that shit. Don't tell me you need a haircut. Yeah, I want to hear from the small business people. Yeah, that's who I want to hear from. Don't tell me that bullshit was like, yeah, I'm going outside because I need a haircut because I can't stay at home anymore. No, fuck that. Yes, you can. Anna Frank yeah. did. <laughs> Right There's a lot of Jewish people That had to Yeah a lot of people do it Their whole lives But you can't do it for What two three months In in a great country Stop it Yes you can My biggest thing is like Tell me people who are suffering Right now 
because they're at home, because their business is closing down, their family shut down. Give me those stories. It may be I'll be like, yeah, you know, I feel sorry, but for the greater for the greater good, for as of right now, let's keep everything open to a minimum. You know, that's, yeah, that's all. It's not it's compromised at the end of the day. And I mean, you could just you could just see how ignorant people are, and how much of a they live in their own world. How much privilege they have. Not ignorance. That's a privilege. And it's like how much they don't care about everybody else. And it's fine. You can think this shit is bullshit. This whole virus is bullshit. When, yes, that's your opinion. And the numbers do show that, hey, things are not as bad as we thought it would be. But this is all hindsight shit. You're t- if you told me this shit two months ago, I'm like, bullshit, fuck you. Because Italy says different. New York says different. Let's wait. And now things are improving now. We're learning more, we're learning more about it. And you want to go outrageous about it? Like, no. They made a decision. And at the time, it was the right decision. I mean, now things are evolving. Okay, maybe we should open things up a little bit more. But you're doing it the wrong way. I just hate the privilege that's being shown right now. And like I said, I'm sorry for sounding ignorant, but it's... I guess that's where I have to apologize, too, because I I don't... Because I feel like as white people, whenever things happen, like the Colin Kaepernick, uh, Neil... A lot of those white business owners or own those NFL teams should have been the first people to stand up for Kaepernick. What they won't, because it's their bottom line, their money, their market, yeah, their fans, the people that watch the NFL, the majority of people that watch. But the that's NFL. a privilege. You're right. You have a privilege to keep your mouth shut. Right. That's a privilege that. at the end of the day. Still, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I see it. It's a privilege for a white person to keep their mouth shut, because black people can't feel like they can shut their mouth. Because if they shut their mouth, it's just history's going to repeat itself for years and years and years. Yeah. Well, I mean, the biggest thing that I see with the whole protest, too, is that I see people yelling in cops' faces, you know, being loud. Pushing, spitting. Being disrespectful and nothing happening. But any other race besides white, they're going to the ground. They're going yeah. to the rest. They're going to charge with something. Protest or not. How many BLM protests that got disrupted by police officers? A lot. Almost every single one of them. And it's like now you see like, oh wow, these people march is fine. I saw people literally marching on was Santa Monica. I think yeah. it was Santa Monica. Middle of the street, nothing happening. It's still right. It's funny that people only choose to bring the constitution when it applies to themselves, not other people. To white people. Yeah. Or like they love Call them. a spade a spade, bro. To <laughs> white people. Watch that spade. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel it. I feel it. But you still have to call a spade a spade. It only counts when it's for white people. Just like the amendments only matter. When they're white. Right. You know, they'll probably bring one of those amendments back if they could. Oh, just yeah. Just oh, one. yeah. Just one they bring back. <laughs> Which one? The one that abolished slavery. Oh, the 13th Amendment? Yeah. The Emancipation Proclamation? Do you, have you ever actually read that? I want to say no. You never read it? No. It didn't abolish slavery. That's what. That, okay, so you want to know? You want to know how you stop a system that's already been in place? How you would have stopped that from ever happening? Because in the Thirteenth Amendment, about to fuck everybody up right now. The Thirteenth Amendment, it says that slavery is no longer lawful unless, unless uh, I can't forget the word they use, uh, in jail time. <coughs> so when the Thirteenth Amendment was established, who started going to jail more? Blacks, Latinos, Asians. Mostly blacks At the time before slavery was there There might have been two There might have been What was it Six 
to 15 inmates in each county or each state that was black, that was a minority, period. By the time the 13th Amendment was established, there was over 2,000 in the first five years. You know what? It, you know, it's not funny. Do you know why? It's because the whole um, vagrancy laws, where it's like, if we see you out of work, not working, hanging out, or looking for a job because you can't find a job because they're hiring blacks, we're going to arrest you and put you in jail yeah. and make you work. But that's what I'm saying. And that system is still here to this day, not called vagrancy anymore, called other bullshit laws, you know, that they pass along. But yeah, it's true. Like in uh, Louisiana, there's a, so in Louisiana, these garbage trucks, these garbage truck workers, they all went on strike because they're only being paid 10, 15 an hour. Yeah. That's bullshit. You can't do shit with 10, 15 an hour, especially in California, but this is, this is Louisiana. Louisiana is a little so, bit cheaper. So, so what they did was, the garbage truck company, they fired all the strike workers and they hired prisoners and they paid them 13% of what the um, former workers used to work. The whole union, I think. Yep, they fired everybody, hired yeah. all garbage workers for that shit. And they, they make it like, how much was it? What, 13 something cents a day or a dollar something? Like a dollar 25 a day. It's a lot in jail. Shit, now you work for free. Yeah, basically. That's what it is. And they justify saying that we work hard with the prison system to provide inmates and former incarceration pe- incarceration people with skills they can carry out into the workforce. But I'm like, when you get out of jail, you're not going to hire them to the garbage truck company. No, you keep the inmates because it's cheap labor. And I was like, that's fucking crazy you do that shit. But that's all, yeah. the, that's all in the South, though. They have hard labor in the South still. And they have That's still a thing there, yeah. It was crazy. But that's the 13th Amendment working, working perfectly right. You see that movie on Netflix, the 13th Amendment one? Yeah. It's crazy. That's where I learned about the 13th Amendment because I looked more into it and I was like, no, nah, it's true. No, I, I watched the movie and just, oh shit, okay, I don't want to investigate this anymore. It's depressing. I had to. I think that's where me myself, I've been very torn in between the two growing up in uh in Georgia. I grew up around a lot of black people. So I've seen it firsthand. I've seen social injustice firsthand of just being just being black and hanging out, even at thirteen years old. Even at twelve years old, because of the neighborhood you're from. You know what I mean? Just from wh- just because of where you're standing. It's crazy. But since we're still on our racial thing. I'm a. I'm a just. I'm gonna just say a couple, couple dates, couple areas, and I want to see if you can guess who it is. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So July twentieth, twenty twelve, Aurora, Colorado, James Holmes. No, never heard. Of Dark Knight Rises premiered. James Holmes. James James Holmes was in there with a semi-automatic rifle. Murdered twelve people. Fifty-eight people were injured. That's to do with the. Um, J- he dressed like the Joker. With the color hair and shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was disarmed and arrested. It's wild. June 17, 2015, Charleston, South Carolina, Dylan Roof. Burger King. Shot up a church. Yeah, the cops took him to Burger King right after, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Killed 22 people, or killed 16 people, 22 were injured. It's a black church, right? Disarmed and arrested. Yeah, black church. Mm-hmm. February 14, 2018, Parkland, Florida, Nicholas Cruz. Another church. 17 murdered, 17 injured, disarmed and arrested. These are some of the biggest mass shootings that America has seen on its own soil. 
All right. You know what's funny, though? Those are not um, thugs. Those are people with mental disorders who had trouble past, who were bullied kids, who shot up and killed all those people. You know, because they're they're troubled. You know, they're bullied. Those those people. That was, yeah. That, okay. Bullshit. July 17, 2014, Staten Island, New York. Eric Gardner. Zero murdered. Zero injured. Murdered. For selling singles. Supposedly selling singles. They never that's they never caught him for that, technically. He was sitting there just trying to break up a fight. That was what they've been called to that same area for, was for him selling singles. That's crazy. August 9, 2014, Ferguson, Missouri, Michael Brown. Zero murdered, zero injury. Murdered in the streets. For being scared. For running away. The first three names I I told you all ran. All ran. And killed 10 to 20 people. Disarmed and arrested. Really? They ran? Most of them ran, yeah. Okay. Most of them were not caught at the scene of any of these crimes. See, we hear this story. We hear these stories, right? And... You don't think much of it. You think, oh, yeah, another white kid's going crazy, whatever it is. I thought he surrendered. No, they ran. Yeah. They only surrendered because they knew they was getting caught. And they didn't even get beat up neither. They didn't got no marks on them at all. Yeah, you can look up mug shots. I'll, I'll try to post some right here somewhere up in this area. I'll show you the mug shots of the night that they were arrested. That's crazy because anybody was rough from the cop after a mass shooting that may have a gun on them. Come, really? Come Disarm and arrested. Oh, freeze. Michael Brown. Eric Gardner, when their body was searched after the murder, none, neither one of those gentlemen had anything on them. November 22nd, 2014, Cleveland, Ohio. Tamir Rice. 14. Zero murdered, zero injured, murdered in a park. Public park. I saw the video of that one, and it was a... Uh, the cop pulls up in the park. Bro pulled up in the grass. He gets out the car and shoots in less than two seconds. Less than two was I think, because he had a he had a BB gun that looked real. And the lady who made the call said, "It's a kid at the park that might have a BB gun." No, she said it was a BB gun in the call. It was something like that. I'll try to I'll try to post a little clip in here too for that. Yeah, because um, I saw the video that I saw the whole video afterwards again, and he says, "Yeah, I thought it was a grown man." I saw Tamir Rice. And you know if you're black, you look you, you look really young. But you're young, <laughs> you look young before you yeah. get to that stage. He did not. What grown man? When they see black, they just see a, a grown ass adult that might be a threat because of what they learned throughout their childhood, throughout whatever it was. There's no excuse for it. No. But if you're if you're in law if you're in law enforcement any place, in law enforcement, you should know how to make better judgment calls. Oh, yeah. You go through all that training for what? And, I mean, to be honest, you are there to protect and serve. Protect and serve is the key phrase in that whole thing, protect and serve. You go to work every day knowing that your life might be on the line. When cops say it was either me or them and I'm going home tonight, nah, fuck that. You signed up to protect and serve the community. No matter what. If your life requires that, your life requires that. Call it foolish to say shit like that, but no, you are there to protect and serve the people who depend on you. You pick the job. 
Like, it'll pick you. And when you go in there and you have this gang mentality and you want to team up and you want to be the baddest one, the police force, whatever the fuck it may be. But when you go in there with that kind of attitude, it's us versus them. It's always going to be us instead of them. Because you already considered it a war. You already picked your side. There can't be no us versus them in this shit because soldiers have better discipline than police officers. They have better requirements to shoot somebody than police officers. Trained to when to shoot. But it seems like cops want to be military officers so bad because they're militarized. They have equipment to be in riots and war zones basically in the inner cities against his own people. In the country that prides itself on being so democratic and so... You know, law progressive. abiding, progressive, progressive. Why prepare for war with your own people? There's a fault in there somewhere, and I know that when any, when any kind of authoritative figure, you know, they are seen as the enemy because they do enforce the laws. But at some point, you have to realize that maybe, maybe how you're policing is the wrong way. That's how you change it. You change how policing is done. Okay. All right, man. So, uh, Freddie Gray. Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, John Crawford III, Oscar Grant, Alton Sterling, Walter Scott, Sean Bell, Terrence Crutcher. So many names. Those are those are in no no specific order. It's crazy. But all those people were either pulled over or stopped for non aggressive crimes. Or something they thought they did. Still had no proof yet. Murdered. It's wild. Before anybody says anything too, they're going to bring up the whole white shoe more, whites are killed by police officers more than blacks or Latinos. Well, because one, you make up a higher percentage than those two minorities. And even after the fact... I know you're still targeted more than any other race by police officers. Yeah. Like, I, I always hear the statistics about blacks always having illegal drugs on them, shit like that, or minorities always having illegal drugs on them. When you search the majority of the time, you're going to find that majority of the time among people. You can find any, you can make up any, you can find any statistics that, statistics that you want if you have the numbers to prove it kind of thing. Whereas, like, if you go to a white neighborhood and you pull over 100 white people, you might find the same amount of items on them as you would a black community, but you police them three times harder. Yeah. So it's like you think um you think these college age kids are not having weed in the car? Or Molly. Molly. Cocaine. All that. You think they're not riding around like that? They are, because they know they could get away with because they're not gonna be stopped. Yeah. When I was in high school, I used to ride my friend Jacob all the time. <laughs> to this day, my best friend Jacob is this white guy. But we knew who was a car with him. We'll be straight. Nothing's going to happen to him. <laughs> so white guy driving. We're good. That's, <laughs> that's what it felt. That's what it felt like. But it's true. There's this time we got pulled over, right? And uh, it was like 16 or 17. He got, he, got, he got mad at his mom or something like that. He's taking me home. Hopped in the car. No seatbelt on. No lights on. Cop pulls over right by my house. Cop walks through the car. He's like... I went down. Hey, how's it going? Uh, nah, whatever. Couple's like, so um, I smell weed in the car. Is there any weed in here? Why are you with my friend? Jacob has no seatbelt on. <laughs> He's only 17. He's like, no, what are you talking about? We just left because I got to fight with my mom. Let me see your ID. 
I left it at home. <laughs> left the what? ID, left his ID at home. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> left the ID at home and everything. The cop says, all right, look, I'm going to go this time, but just drive slow, you know, and uh, go home. Okay, thank you, officer. I just had a bad night. Do do the window up. Take me home. We started laughing because we knew that if it was a different race, it would be a different story. Oh, yeah, but most definitely. He's 16. 17. He can't have minors in the car at all still, you know, still yeah. still like a, a provisionary license. No seatbelt on. <laughs> Left his ID at home anyway, and the cops in the car smell like weed. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. There was no gun pulled out. There's none of that shit. It was like, nah, we don't smoke weed. Lying. <laughs> it was free. But that's the shit that I saw firsthand. Compared yeah. to me, like, I get pulled over and it's like, everything out the car. Well, I remember one time, bro, we was at the, we was at a little music shop called Dirt Cheap Music down in Georgia. And my boy Cam just got his new, just got a new uh, Mazda or some shit. I forget what the car was, but it had, it had 20s on it. You know what I mean? It was a really nice car. Oh, it was clean. It was clean. It was a clean ass car, but he had uh, paper tags on the back still because he got it from a used car lot. He may have had it two days. Paper tags was good for a month. Immediately right then and there, as soon as we get back in the car, two police cars roll up. <clears throat> pull us all out of the car. All of us. I, I was like 15 at the time. I didn't have no ID. What the fuck, I, the fuck I'm walking around with ID for? Why would you? You're 15. Got a school ID. <laughs> probably lost that shit anyway. Yeah, I didn't have that shit either. <laughs> so it was. But you know what it is too, though? It's that guilty by association, which is crazy. Oh, the cops knew me from being being from the same spot. After a while, it got to the point where I was the one that was like, they were like, what you doing with your friends over there? Threw me up against the car, searching me. Like, did you just buy weed from them? What? No. <laughs> they bought it from me. <laughs> 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 what do you think I'm here for? No, bro. <laughs> but it's true, though. But also, I'm the Pablo. Well, <laughs> Escobar right there. Nah, bro. I, I didn't sell no weed. I didn't even buy no weed from them. Uh-huh, we okay. was trying to buy weed, but. Okay. That dirt weed, huh? Yeah, it was back back, back in the day. Oh, was stress that's the only stress. thing you could find. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only it, fucking thing you could find, bro. They call, it, a, they call it AZ stress because it's fire. <laughs> oh, you didn't have that? <laughs> you come from Wetcaster. They call it uh, AZ stress because it's fire. <laughs> they still sell stress in Wetcaster? I don't, I don't know. I don't, oh, smoke okay. weed. I, don't, I don't smoke weed anymore. I'm a citizen. <laughs> Productive. Keyword. No, but... There's really no difference between um, somebody that's poor white and poor black. He has both poor. There's just white people are crazy because they're usually doped up. Yeah. Oh. And they'll do some crazy shit when the cops bust in the door. Yeah, I mean, it's your time because that meth is kind of a little twitchy. Yeah. (laughs) But, 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 but it's crazy how they, um, how they kind of put those two races at each other's throats sometimes. Like this shit's not called um, it was <laughs> SNL. I don't watch SNL, okay? I don't. But I saw a clip of a Saturday Night Live, and it was Black Jeopardy with Tom Hanks. You seen that clip? No, I haven't seen that one. So it's a clip. It's really funny, but it's Black Jeopardy, and they're asking questions that are like just general to lower income blacks, and it shows that oh yeah, well lower income whites are the same way, just two different races basically. Yeah. What's well, the same problems though? It's like yeah, um. The uh, mechanic wants uh, 800 bucks to fix your carburetor. What do you do? I call uh, Jim from down the street. Do it for $20 and pack of marbs. <laughs> it's like, 
and shit like that. But it just shows like, all right, there's not a big difference between poor blacks and poor whites. No. But you know that that whole division started though during um uh, racism so big. Back in the whole before slavery and after slavery too, there were times when uh poor blacks and poor whites were living together. They stopped all that shit because they didn't want them to team up against the elitist class. Yeah. And so that's where that's where it comes from. And also people love having somebody be less than them. They love that shit. If you could not be the worst in any situation, you dig on. Yeah, well, I'm poor. At least I'm not poor and black. At least I'm not poor and white. I'm not this. That's how it is, honestly. I'm glad I'm not poor and white. See, that's what this shit is. You don't want to be poor this way. Oh, you know, at least I'm not this. At least I'm not Mexican. So I'm not whatever it may be. At least I'm not this. Yeah, okay, I get you. And that's the same shit across the board. Before we get into our next topic oh, yeah, real quick. Yeah. I just saw a story today. Back in the 1800s, while slavery was still a thing, Oklahoma was becoming a, a state at the time. And there was actually a city... Where it was it was mostly black people, right? Maybe I want to say ten fifteen minutes away from that city, there was a city of whites and blacks because Oklahoma didn't have slavery at the time; it hadn't been an established state yet. <clears throat> this might have been earlier, but nonetheless, so a man was uh, charged—not charged, but they said he raped a white woman, a black man. Said, you know, this is back in the day, so we don't have nothing about it. The white people from the town across the way came and murdered half of the town's population and burned down the whole city. That's wild. So my aunt Jackie told me this, rest in peace. Don't fuck with those white girls. (laughs) Don't fuck with those white girls. I hate you. And that stayed near and dear to your heart ever since. I stay a lot of white girls, but not anymore. <laughs> it's true. For real? I've never dated a white girl. Because you don't fuck with those white girls. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is probably the closest I've ever been to a white girl. It's true. Um, that's why Kobe didn't do it. Rest in peace. That's why, that's why, people, that's why black people, when they see a famous uh, celebrity... Get accused of rape by get accused of rape or assault by a white girl. They say shouldn't fuck with those white girls. That's true. It cannot be true at all. It could be, it could be fake. We all know it's not real. But first thing they'll say is, "So get fuck with those white girls." We told them about it. Yeah. Okay. So November seventh, twenty seventeen, police pull, pull up to a park with a parked car in the in the park. Right. Who does it happen to be? Go ahead. Ahmad Avery. First thing they do, take his ID. Second thing they do, calls for backup. What does backup do? Runs out of his car, pulls his taser gun out, shoots him in the jacket, and he has one of those big, like, fluffy jackets that's not attached to him, really. Yeah. Hits the jacket, doesn't do anything to it. He must be on PCP. That's what they thinking. So the other cop was like, yo, I already, I already checked him. I already checked him. He's good. Still, still demands him to get on the ground, yada, yada, yada. This was in 2017. Now we're going to fast forward to, I think it was, this happened on April 23rd, so we're going to go back to April 19th, or uh, February 19th. Ahmad Avery was shown on a surveillance camera walking into uh, a working site, a house that had, hadn't been done built yet. 
in the state of Georgia, if there's not a sign and or somebody does not tell you you cannot be on a working site, it's not illegal. Twice he did this. He didn't steal anything either time. The first time, though, hold on, sorry about that, but the first time they think he was there, I saw the video of it, and the video shows a darker gentleman with a white t-shirt on and some pants, but the body types are too different. The first video, the guy looks really, he doesn't look as well built as as, uh, Ahmad does. He looks a little skinnier. Yeah, that's what I noticed too. And so I'm just like, you know, to me, it's not him on video. But even if it was him, let's say it is him for for argument's sake. It was him on video. That yeah. that's uh, that's that's the only reason I said it was him. Yeah. So let's say it's for argument's sake. You're right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but go ahead. No, but he was right though. So he let's say he's on video twice in the construction and the house being built. It's not illegal. You know, he's looking around. There's no sign that says no trespassing. Right. Everything's open to. Nothing's closed off. There's no. There gate. was no doors on the house at all. He's just looking around. You know. Nothing was stolen. I mean. It, Empty houses look pretty nice sometimes. Like the seeing that, seeing the house being built, we don't see that every day. And you take time to think about it. So it's a good thing. It's marvelous. You know, you seeing the, the the wood beams up there. You know, the wiring being done. Maybe he wanted to be a construction worker. Maybe he wanted to get into an electrician. Maybe he wanted to be a plumber. So he's trying to see how it looks to get a feel of it. Maybe it's his future career. We don't know. He's twenty five at the time. Yeah. And what happens next? The next, the next day, I mean, the next time he was in the house. Before I, keep, before I keep going. All you racist white fucks, I'm, I'm again being ignorant. All you racist white pieces of shit that said, oh, he brought it on himself. Go look it up. Go on YouTube and put in walking in unfinished homes. All these white people wake up early in the fucking morning to go look at them. Is that a thing on YouTube? That's now? a thing. So if a little Becky gets is shot, it, is that white people shit? Is that white people shit? I guess I've never done that shit, but I knew not to do some do some shit. I wasn't ready for the consequences either. You know what I mean? I mean, back in the day, we used to walk in, walk through the <laughs> to the houses being built. Yeah, but we were like twelve. I mean, we were just curious and wanted to see what it was. And my like. pop, my pops built houses too, so it wasn't nothing new to me. Wait, by I saw the, shit all the time. By the way, he does construction and he does handyman work. You know, plumbing, electricity, wiring, drywall. All your needs can be found. Anyway, so yeah, fuck all you racist white people, white pieces of shit that keep saying he brought it on himself because he walked in there, because y'all do this shit all the time, and there's video of it. So, February twenty third, twenty twenty, a call goes in to Brunswick, uh, Brunswick, Georgia Police Department, saying a young man just came out of a house and they think he stole something. So what do I'm not saying I'm not going to say their names here. For one, I didn't write them down because I don't care, and I hope they rot. I don't hope they were rot in prison. I think that I hope they die somehow, some way. I hope they go to prison, and they're not put in PC, and they have who's in prison that you know <laughs> that I know in Georgia, a fictional movie character in prison. Oh, the dude from the Green Mile. He was nice. Though. He was really nice. He was really nice. Um. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys is, like, he, he could kill somebody You're right quick. Rest in peace He died though Oh yeah Duncan But You guys remember American uh, History X When the guy got raped In the bathroom Oh god So that's what hope happens Every single day <laughs> I'm sorry This shouldn't be funny um, Every single day I'm not Like I said I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give Their names no press Because they got enough Press right now Going on There's actually Facebook groups Twitter groups Going on saying I've seen that bullshit They're innocent And a uh, Fuck you V8 pal The judge On Twitter because he said that 
the video shows Ahmad attacking the gentleman that had a rifle out on him, and that this is what the media wants to do is make white people look bad. He looks bad. He looks really fucking bad. That Georgia, right? Georgia? Brunswick, Georgia. Only Georgia we acknowledge is Atlanta. It's truth. Everywhere else, it might as well be uh, Florida. <laughs> might oh. as well be Florida, North Carolina, or Alabama. West Virginia. That's that's far away. Yeah. So on a never mind. <laughs> that's the South for me. All in one show together. West Virginia <laughs> and Florida. <laughs> Everything's just splitting out, and there's Atlanta right in the middle. Atlanta right there, the only safe haven out there. <coughs> so the video shows Ahmad Avery, um, having a tussle with a gentleman that came out and pointed the rifle at him. For what reason? No reason at all. You got Yosemite Sam in the back shooting a fucking gun in the air. Papa. Mm-hmm. A little revolver. And people were saying that if uh, somebody had a gun pointed at me, I'll just run away. It's because you're a bitch. That's one. And two, because you just had two white people in a truck in the South chase you, park in front of you, hop out and pull a gun on you. You're not going to run a, you're not going to run a fucking bullet. Yeah, you for real. You just can't. So if you're an innocent person, you're not going to freeze. Fuck that. You did, you did nothing wrong. You have every right to be upset. Like, why are you here right now? Let me fight for my life. Fight or flight. That's all it is. And anybody saying, oh, I'll just run. I'll just run. Okay. Um, you run from a bullet that could catch you? Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Whatever you want to do, you're going to do. That's why I scare movies you guys die first. Because you run from guns and shit like that. But you know you can't get away. He's two feet from him. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's like confront you. And then let's not even talk about he could have headphones in, didn't understand the guy. I just saw a gun out in front of him. And they're saying, we don't know what happens before the video. What do you need to see? The camera cuts off for two seconds. Yeah, for real. So two seconds could change your whole viewpoint of a video of a story where they told you we thought he wasn't Berkeley stuff. We thought he was still in stuff. We have reports of people being uh, still stuff in the neighborhood. First of all, that report was six weeks ago. Six. Sorry. That report was six weeks ago when it happened. Two, almost two months. And now you're saying we got a guy come back to see the crime in broad fucking daylight? Are you serious? Oh, he stole a gun. That's what he thought he had a gun. He has on basketball shorts. Is he carrying a strap with basketball running? Yeah, That's for real. That fell out. At least he has a fucking... Um, a belt to hold it. Basketball shorts. That's not our type, but I mean... But anyway, yeah. that's just ridiculous. And it's like, it's crazy seeing how... So many, people, so many people defend these people, saying we need more information. Wait till it comes out. Wait till it comes out. And it's like, I'm convinced that it doesn't matter what you get or what you see, people will never, ever believe what really happens, happens. They will never believe that two white guys killed a black man for no reason. Because in, in my eyes, you think that walking into the house is worth murder. It just shows me how much you value a life, a black life. Yeah, for real. And it says that a lot. And it just it just sucks because there's a lot of people out there right now who are jogging, you know, while white, you know, bringing out, kind of just bringing, what's the word I want to say, notoriety to it, to the, to the cause. So the difference is, like, look, I'm doing the same thing he was doing, and nobody cared. I saw this guy roaming a TV on a video for three miles saying nobody stopped me one time for doing this. 
But I seen multiple. I seen a video recently of this guy who works for UPS, was delivering packages. And this lady stopped him. Oh yeah, she called the cops on him. Yeah, no, no. It was there's that one? There's another one. Sorry, he was delivering. He was a uh, delivering something to a gated community, and he was leaving. And the guys blocked him up. Blocked him in. We're not leaving until he tells where you're going. Well, I'm leaving. I'm telling you shit because my client has privacy to what I'm doing here. And they wouldn't let him go. His things. I'm the homeowner. I'm the homeowner association's president, and it's my job to make, to my, make sure my community is safe. And didn't let him go. That shit's wild, bro. And it's like, at that point in time, you're like, if he even gets loud or violent, that could be his life. Yeah, for real. And it's like, you really can't defend yourself these days because you just don't know. And Florida bullshit, I mean, Florida stuck in my mind. And Georgia has a stay your ground law where you don't have to run if your life isn't dead. You can fight it back. And that's crazy because you could justify so many murders that way. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you can have a gun on you legally out there and be racist or homophobic or any any xenophobic thing out there. Have your gun on you. Call somebody. What are you looking at, boy? Or bitch? Or faggot? Wherever you want to be. They come up to you, confront you. You egg them on. And they even hit that sign of aggression where you get scared a little bit. Shoot them. Kill them. And you're legally protected. Legally, because you fear, because you fear for your life, fear for your life. I'm sorry, bro. I had a gun. Like that stand your ground bullshit works with a mod. You had <laughs> you had the gun pulled out already before any tussle or fight ensued, and then like you said, you got Yo Simi Sam on the back of the truck shooting in the air already. I'd be scared too. Like, what are you gonna do? What do what what do they want from us? You fight or run. And it's like, and bro chose to fight, and he lost his life for that. That's what I'm just saying. I hope it don't. I hope it don't work like that. I don't know, man. Um, let's take a quick pause, real quick. All right. All right, man. So, uh, what we what were you looking up right now? Oh man, I was looking up um this fear for your life thing. How it's become such a common phrase, but it's only phrase for some people, you know. Like it seems like um, fear for your life has become like the new nigga. But you can only say it if you're white, you know? Yeah. That's the only time you get away with it. The only time you get work, it works, basically. You know? And it seems like that's like such a key word. And you know how when the media starts portraying certain things, like, fear for your life was not a thing 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I don't remember. It probably I was too young. But now it seems like. Yeah. No, I, I, feel, I feel what you mean because I feel like. A lot of people in a couple of mass <clears throat> mass shootings could have done a lot of things, but it's that fear for your life that it's like, oh, I, gotta stop. I can't do nothing now. Yep. It's like, I have one choice. Just pull the trigger. Yeah. But no, I want to talk about another one that happened recently, and that was um, Breonna Taylor. Uh, this was an EMT who was actually working at two hospitals during the whole COVID outbreak until she got uh, she passed away. Well, got murdered, actually. Rest in peace to that hero. So she's doing everything right, you know? And what happened with this story is that uh, the police had a no-knock search warrant. And uh, apparently it was at the wrong address, but they didn't know that. And re- reports say that the police officers say they announced themselves and got no answer and kicked the door in or whatever it may be. But the neighbors are saying they heard nothing. The couple said they heard nothing either. So when the cops bust in the house, the boyfriend, who was a legal gun owner, a legal gun owner, 
uh, shot the mm-hmm. shot, shot, shot the police back. You know, they fired twenty shots, and they killed Breonna Taylor. And later, they arrested the boyfriend for attempted murder on a police officer's life. And they have yet to own up to the fact that they had the wrong address on the search warrant. They're not bringing. They're not talking about that. The family has got no answers to this cause at all yet. Neither. We wouldn't know about it once for social media again. Yeah, another one. That for real. Like that shit happened almost two months ago too. Yeah, we know about it. She's a hero, definitely. She's fighting for the cause, you know, right now, risking her life. And to die like that is ridiculous. Twenty times, bro, is what I heard. And she's in the apartment building. Those walls are thin those walls are thin in an apartment. They could hit anybody. But the rest of the husband and the judge actually released the husband. And the police officers union said they said that um the judge was like anti cop. Or how could you let someone try to kill a cop go? What kind of message do you send out to the people? But they don't talk about how they have the wrong address. The wrong, the whole wrong apartment complex. And that's wild. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And the guy they're looking for, the guy they want to arrest, was arrested earlier that day. So they had the guy already. And didn't even know it. And it's like, you guys are so fucking ready to go bust in and get that adrenaline rushing, you know, do a uh, what's it? A job well done. A job well done for the day. To put that gear on, that you disregard, double check and triple check and all that shit. So what really happened there? And it's like these cases are not like um, few and far between. They're not. They're happening all the time. And we're becoming desensitized. We're becoming desensitized to it. We're becoming used to it. That's yeah, the worst yeah. Like you be. said, it's just another st- statistic at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like we don't even Not that we don't care Because I, I care Yeah I don't know what I can do I would love to You feel me No But What do you do You know what I mean Like Where do you start with all this Especially with a no knock warrant That are just Being given out And you're like um, If someone knocked If somebody busts you out With a search warrant But puts a no knock warrant And you don't know it's the cops And you shoot them you will still go to jail for murder, whatever it may be, because they had a warrant. But they did not announce them. They did not announce themselves. So it's crazy. You can't even defend your home against an intruder that you might not know who it is. Even if it's the police. Yeah. And by the way, this whole no-knock warrant was served at 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 a.m. That girl's trying to sleep. She has work tomorrow. She had two jobs at the hospital. Her, her boyfriend worked, too. These are citizens that are doing a... Their job, trying to live the American dream. She's working hard, you know, trying to defend people. Trying to not defend people. She, well, she's a hero defending people. But she's working hard every day, working in that hospital setting, you know, caring for patients who are, you know, who are sick, who might have the COVID virus, who might not, who might be able to spread to her family. And all her dreams and aspirations are gone because of a mistake, because of a clerical order, because of, because of a clerical error. Yeah. Nah, I'm not. I, I get what you're saying. So it's just one of those things that, what do you do about it? It's got to start somewhere, man. And that's what I was going to say when we were talking about, um, <clears throat> when we were talking about P. Diddy, is I wish on Revolt, he would just give segments, like hour, just an hour, just give us an hour every couple hours, you know what I mean? Of just education, which is straight education. Don't go for ratings, just go for education. 
on the shit that we don't learn in school, you know, like like politics. Like we don't get in depth in politics. You know what I mean? Like we just need that. I think you're right. But then it comes to the point, um, whose job is it to educate ourselves now? Because if the system won't do it, do we do it ourselves? Because, like, all the shit I learned, I learned after high school. <laughs> yeah, most of me, too. Like, everything from history, you know, to just the world, to, to health. I learned all that after high school. You know, some in college, most out. And so it's like, how do we change that? Nothing we got to change. The education system, too. That's a big one. Yeah, how do we change the way we educate our kids, you know? I, in the uh, 13th Amendment, the, the Netflix story, the story I saw, it was talking about how the prison, the the, um, the prison pipeline starts all the way in elementary school with mm-hmm. those kids, with the kids who don't follow rules, who get sent to detention, who get suspended, who get sent to different forms of punishment, and they get kind of used to it, basically. And they get forced to the system because the kid who gets suspended from school is not at school no more. He's outside school. What's out there on the streets for you five days a week for suspension? Nothing. So you get in trouble, you know. There's kids getting arrested, there's kids getting arrested in school for talking back to whoever it may be. So that form of punishment don't work. And also, it seems like only minorities get in trouble for talking back to teachers because it seems more disrespectful when they do it. It seems, it seems more violent. I think a lot of people are just, I think it's more of a, more, not 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 to be racist, but more times than other, a minority is usually raised by a single mother. Yeah. So they're more independent, they're more outspoken. So that's what you learn. You know what I mean? From a very young age. You do stick up for yourself more and you do yeah. question why a lot instead of just blind, instead of blind discipline, you know? Yeah, because that's what your, you know, your mother has been doing around you your whole life. Yeah. And so you, you get that kind of, you get that from them, from her. Yeah. You get that proudness, you know, you get that. Why are you doing it this way? No, that why? kind of ego. It's true. But then it comes like, do we have to teach them differently then? You know, we can't. Punishment punishment, punishment does not work on kids like that. Psh, no. a, These kids wild in yeah. days. But it's like, it's like a structure too. It's a lot. Honestly, it's a lot going on this episode that we just don't have the answers for. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to address these topics because it is, they seem way more detailed. And there's so many more nuances to these questions. Then we have the answers for it because a lot of things start way before us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, most definitely. And to understand a problem, now you have to go back all the way to then to see where it was first started to address that issue. You know, it's hard to address racism because it started way before us, and there's little things done in between those time frames of progress. Yeah, that caused degress as well. That we have to talk about too. No, I get that for sure. And police brutality too. It's like that whole thing. It kind of. It it takes place with you know um, basically people in power. So, I read I read about these uh, about police officers and why the way they are the way they are. A lot of things happen for it to happen, but the first one was that um, a lot of the Irish immigrants that came to this country they became police officers because that was the only job they could get, and it allowed them to police the community more. And it became a respectable career because it yeah. was respectable at first. So as it got as it got up in prominence, it became a family thing, and a more rather passion kind of thing. And so it changed the way we look at um, uh, it changed the way how they view the how they view the community because the Irish wanted to be one step above the blacks, because when they first got over here, they're just the same. Like oh yeah, they're both the same. You know, they're both minorities, both lord and low, and so they kind of grouped up together, had the same jobs, worked together, 
and they saw that they didn't like the way that was happening, so they kind of gave the Irish people that title of a police officer to control the blacks, you know, in certain cases, so that way they have more power over them, and they won't they won't kind of team up anymore. Yeah, because you don't want people team up against the elitist class. So huh. it's like so it's like the first police officers were the slave catchers and whatnot, and then when slavery was abolished and all that. It came to the cities. You had an influx of Irish immigrants. That's why in, uh, cities like New York and Boston has a high percentage of Irish cops who was generational. But what it really was, it was blacks and Irish are doing the same job. They're teamed together. They're both poor. They both treat the same. They think they're equal to each other. And it was like, no, we can't have that. So they got jobs of prominence. They got jobs of where they're looked at as better than the lowest class, which is the blacks. Yeah. They start policing them. And that created a sense of oppression for them as well, the blacks, I mean. And the Irish felt a little bit better about themselves. They started moving up. When yeah. police officers finally got became prominent, like, oh, it's a good career to have, you know. It was already ingrained in the culture. That's crazy. I didn't I didn't know that. Because, like, the first uh, sheriffs were, like, just slave catchers, you know. And they gave the power to anybody to become a slave catcher, you know. That's how, that's how it was in the North, actually. So I'm killing this history lesson. But you can look it up on your own, and you'll I'm, see. I, I am gonna have to look that up because I'm just listening right now. Yeah. I don't even know what to say because I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm killing it right now. But I read this a long time ago, but it's true. It's just worded in the Johnny version, broken, <laughs> broken down. With it. All right, but, man. Well, let, let's get out of this sad talk real quick, man. Yeah, rest in peace to Eric Gardner. Rest in peace, Mike Brown. Rest in peace, Tamir Rice. Rest in peace, Freddie Gray. Philando Castro, Sandra Bland, John Crawford III, Oscar Grant, Alton Sterling. Walter Scott, Sean Bell, Terrence Crutcher, Aubrey, uh, I'm sorry, Ahmad Aubrey, Brianna Taylor. Rest in peace to anybody that I did not mention. You are not, you're not, you're gone, but not forgotten. I, I pray for all your family. They're getting through this and they're learning to. You never get over it, but you learn to live with it. So, man, I'm, I'm gonna play something real quick because we out. We ain't, we're not out, but we out this topic. I gotta Let's get go. out of this. Fucking kidding me right now. Brother, brother. Oh, that was me singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There we go. Brother, brother, brother. There's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love in. don't need to escalate You see, war is not the answer For only love can comprehend You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Pick it light and pick it side Punish me with brutality. I don't want to stop this just yet. Talk to me so you can see what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Right on. Right on. Right on.
definitely getting a copyright claim for that. It's worth it. That yeah. Marvin right there. <coughs> Marvin Gaye, boy. Can't ever forget young Marv. And my boy Marvin. Uh, rest in peace, bro. Love you. That song is timeless. And it's a sad thing that it still counts to this day. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the bad part yeah. of hip hop. Like songs from like the seventies, bro. And it's still it still speaks truth. If somebody made that song today in a different voice, they'd be like, damn. You know how upset they must be to see shit hasn't changed that much? And I, and when I say it hasn't changed that much, I don't mean like Technology-wise, wise, yeah. I mean, like, we're far better off than we've ever been, but we have such a long way to go still. So I don't want to insult people who went through the struggle back then who said, no, back in my day, I struggled, I struggled a lot harder than you. Yeah, I understand that, and I, and I know. But how far we could be right now is ridiculous what we are right now. Yeah. It's just saying we have such a long way to go still, and to have those same problems to this day, it's just upsetting. No, I feel it, bro. I definitely well I don't I don't feel it but you know I, I, I get what you're saying. No, I think you by proxy I think the way you grew up, who you grew up with, the person that you married, you know your kids and things like that, your job you chosen, you are around people who've been through those things and probably been through those yourself. So it's not so you just can't say like oh yeah I don't know, you do know. Because you've been through those things to a certain extent, too. Yeah, I've you seen know? those things to yeah. a certain extent. But then it's also like me. Like, I've been through things, too, but I haven't been through what somebody else growing up in Compton has been through or growing up in the Deep South has been through. But I, I've witnessed things and how things happen to me. Now, of different magnitudes of it. So you being able to just empathize and say, you know what, I've seen it happen. I, I know what happened. So I've been there. when I've been there when that happened, too. It says a lot. And so you're so... You have been around those times where people have been oppressed or just been uh, put in the backseat. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. You know, and so it's not saying like, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't relate. No, you can't relate because you've been through it, you know, in your own way. But you've been through it. You see it happen and you're awake to the whole situation. Yeah. No, most definitely. That's why I feel like I feel really bad. that there's I, don't, I feel like there's nothing I can do because I'm white. I mean, it's not, it's not that. I mean, I think we can all do something. We just have to find what that, what that something is. And maybe your something is just bringing awareness to the topic. Maybe your something is getting to a position where you can't change something. Because right now, the positions that we're in right now may not be able to change things right now, but will in the future. So, I hope that this podcast can get to the point where I can post like an uh, Ahmad Aubrey, yeah, and it be brought to light by ev- to everybody. Well, let's get not that. just rappers. You let's, know what I mean? Let's get a hundred episodes in, and then we'll readdress the topic and see where we're at. That's for sure. We'll do that. Yeah, that's all it is. Just time and effort and consistency is all it does. But I think I think this was a nice. Um, I know we talk about hip hop on this pod, hip hop a lot on this podcast, and this this one hasn't been very hip hop ish. But these conversations still have to be had. Yeah, and they do happen in hip hop. Maybe you don't hear about them as much as you like to. Maybe you don't see it that much. But for, it's for its reasons, you know. But you see the people who are out here bringing awareness to the topic. Even you sharing this topic says a lot, you know, because it shows people your stance on it. Yeah, you know. A share on something like this volatile says a lot about somebody because if you have all conservative friends who are pro-cop and pro, uh, they've nothing wrong and they're just, you know, believing the law through and through. You know? I guess I feel like I just don't have a, like, I feel like I don't, I shouldn't be saying that, you know what I mean? No. It's one of those touchy subjects, you know, for a white person to speak on it. 
I mean, for anybody to speak on this, it's touchy. Because what stops somebody from, what stops anybody from saying, "Hey, Johnny, what do you know about that?" I get it. I get. I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, but that's how I feel. You know, and so it happens to anybody. You know, just because I think we get, we don't have to live in a struggle every day to know something's still going on in the world. Yeah, we don't have to be oppressed physically and mentally by society to know that there's there's oppression going on. You know, and to me, be honest, I feel like oppression's the hard. I feel like oppression's the hardest thing to talk about because a lot of times you're not seeing it. You know, but you feel it. You feel it kind of when you walk into a room and you're the only one, you're the, the only one of your kind in that room. That's and, me everywhere. See, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 to be honest, though, like, do you ever feel the energy change negatively about you? Sometimes, most of the time, yeah. Especially living out here with a bunch of white people, when I felt like everybody was like, "Oh, you're just you're acting black. Like you're acting like this. You're acting like that." It's like, but that's what that's just, there's no acting black is acting you. You know, uh, what the fuck is acting black? What is ghetto black? Is being a thug black? Like no, being cool is black. Shit, that's what you mean. <laughs> to be honest, bro, Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Jordan, Nike, Adidas, Puma, anything you can name, any name brand, anything you can name wouldn't be cool if a black artist didn't wear it. Champion for one of the biggest ones. That shit was trash. Remember, it was like at Walmart. Yeah, you used, used to get. I used to get made fun of for wearing Champion. And look at you now, fucking Champion, because <laughs> of Drake, because <laughs> of Chance. Chance. Chance started that shit. What? I don't fuck with I still need to wear Chance Don't fuck with Chance Chance is dope chance. That uh What's it Big called? Big Day got you? No I like that uh Hot step or hot water Hot shower Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that shit too That's the crazy part about it It's like he sounds so off key <laughs> That was the point He was trying to do the baby flow You know I needed some shit with some bob in it <laughs> I fuck with the baby he talked that talk and walked that walk. Oh, bro shot somebody in Walmart. He said, I keep that, he said, he keep that 40 on me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you do, don't you? <laughs> I just shot a nigga. Yeah, you have. <laughs> bro killed somebody in Walmart. <laughs> he talked about it. He's worse than ever. Gucci man told uh, just to go dick your homie up. <laughs> bro, that is the <laughs> most savage diss of all time. I feel like that diss record is so overlooked just for that one line. You know what I mean? They cool now. Why don't you ask your home homeboy go dig your partner up? Like Gucci really killed somebody, dragged him to a field, dug a hole, and buried him. Go dig your homie up. That's when I knew, bro. That's when I knew, Young Jeezy. Oh no! Don't don't get it don't get it misconstrued. Young Jeezy still with the shits. Man, I saw the whole Big Meech documentary. Uh, Young Jeezy in it. Mm-hmm. Like Mafia family, they was doing it. Oh my god, crazy! Two point six million dollars a day from California to Atlanta. Where were you at when Meech brought the Tigers out? This nigga Big Meech should have left the country when he had the chance because he had a couple chances to dip out. Yeah. Multiple, but he saw where the money was going to come in. He just he just needed a little bit longer, bro, to not get caught, to stop doing all the drug shit and just go straight music. What was that magazine that he was on so much? Shit. He was on Vibe a few times. Yeah, this dude uh, followed him around. He has his own magazine, uh, just highlighting all of it. BMI's uh, uh, BMF, sorry. Damn, I get shot now. Yeah, you are. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> he just followed around like, all the accomplishments, basically. just. Yo, Jay talked about it. Now that we, because we had our whole Jay Z conversation earlier. Yeah, okay. Remember that song? <laughs> He's like, I need a dude from BMF to talk on it. 
Let me give it to a crip. Let him walk on it. Um, to be honest, I, I like Watch the Throne, and I'm not a big J fan. I'm not doing this with you right now. Man. Like, like, how okay. are you not a big J fan? They got 99 problems, and JC ain't one. <laughs> I like Kid Cudi's flip on it. I got 99 problems, and they, and they all, all bitches. bitches. Wish I was chicken, man. Carefree, Carefree living. living. <laughs> but I'm not shy. Did you see the pic, the meme? Um, we're getting way off topic right now. But yeah. Did you see the meme of uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce? It was like, keep that keep that uh, loyal man, even if he's unfaithful sometimes. But I saw the meme was like, when your girl see a food back for you. <laughs> oh, sh- oh, yeah, and he's all standing behind her. Just hiding his shit. <sighs> Bro, Jay-Z, best, one of the best artists of all time. Make this song cry. Oh, let's get to it real quick, though. Uh so I saw today it was a DMX caught out Jay-Z, and Jay-Z hasn't responded, but, you know, he might not because he is busy man, you know, NFL, multi almost a billionaire. He's a sure. billionaire. But you're a billionaire boy right there with uh, a couple kids and a wife, so he's busy, I understand. But, you know. Um, and Jay's not doing no Instagram live battle. Yeah, probably not. Let's but, be uh, honest. You'd have to give Jay a couple thousand. But I heard uh, Eminem might uh, do it. So that's what the word on the street is. Did you hear who's going to do it today? Who? It's already passed. Who was it? Akon and Snitch Nine. Locked up. Won't let you out. No, no, no he got no. out. <laughs> he got out pretty quick. <sighs> that's, that's so who do you think, non-biased opinion, if you were just li- if you were just looking at the hits and new to hits, who, do you, who would you pick winning in this battle? Eminem versus DMX. The ex gonna give it to you. You think so? Yeah. Is that your personal opinion, or are you talking? I'm because I'm talking about popular opinion. Uh, white demographic or black demographic? Hip hop demographic. Real hip hop heads or just the stands? I think you'd have to put everybody in it because I would say the stands and hip hop heads listen to Eminem. Everybody in Eminem wins. Fan base alone because his fan base is a uh, huge. It's still going to this day. Still going. DMX is, isn't going too well. DMX fan base is loyal. You know, flesh of my flesh. My are niggas, you, my niggas. Are you reciting Hell is Hot? No. That's not off that album? Uh-uh. Okay. Let me double check. <laughs> I could have swore that is off that album. I swear flesh of my flesh is off flesh of my flesh now. Oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. My bad. No, I'm an idiot. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure though. We we'll edit that part out later. We we'll edit this shit out. So I'll keep it that. Right. See if you rock. No, but then, do you think Eminem has more heads than DMX? Uh, Billboard number wise, like not number wise. Or do you like, mean impact of the culture? I mean impact of the culture. I would say DMX has a bigger impact to the culture from Rough Riders to just his solo <laughs> his solo stuff. Everybody was a Rough Rider. <laughs> <laughs> everybody wanted a quad. Yeah, dogs for days. Yeah, for real. That's why everybody wanted a pit bull. It was DMX. Yeah. Bro. You ground like a dog. I'm a, I'm a dog. And before Kanye came out with that, Jesus Walk, it was, Lord, give me a sign. Yeah. Not for real. Yeah. Give me a sign. But no, that was after. It was after Jesus Walks. Jesus Walks was the song that nobody thought Kanye was going to get hot off of. Was it 01, right? Jesus Walks. It came out with Jarhead. That's what, that's what, that's what I remember from. So I'm 2004. Sure. I thought Lord Knows didn't come out until like 2005, 2006. I thought that was like in his later years of falling off. 
I don't know because I feel like I was younger when I heard that. To be honest, in the two thousands, I was only uh. Yeah, no, I was too young too. I don't, I don't, I don't really know all. I don't know for days, but so stop so catching up. But I'm trying to catch up to it. But um, I'm trying to look and see when what where the album was off of. But I mean, honestly, I think that uh, DMX has had a bigger impact because um, it seems like I feel like Eminem had a never mind because Eminem had a big impact too on the culture. I don't think his was as big as DMX. I think. I think because he came out, well, he came out to white America. He was that crazy white boy that had a flow, you know. But I swear to God, I don't remember growing up. I don't remember Eminem rapping so fast as he does now. No, is that new, right? I think so. Because like, maybe that was what he was known for, like behind the scenes. Yeah, because like Slim Shady and all that shit was not fast beat, you know. Because it probably wasn't the style back then. But even then, though. Bone Thugs, and Har- Bone Thugs and Harmony had that down. Yeah, Lord, give me a sign. Was two thousand six. Damn, uh, Jesus walks in two thousand four. Uh, at least to the before oh four, maybe oh two. I'll double check real quick. Go ahead. Though. But yeah, I don't remember Eminem, Eminem being the rap guy. But I, I think he always had the 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 biggest vocabulary, no matter you know what I mean. Yeah, but I do remember this though. <coughs> um, Eminem had a song where he uh, talked about going at rappers. And you know who he didn't want to smoke? Yeah, two thousand four. Jesus walks. Damn, no. You know who didn't know who uh, he didn't want to battle or want to smoke from or diss? Who was Little Wayne? Wayne? Yeah, like Eminem in, didn't. No, back in like oh seventh or oh nine, I think it was. Whatever. Like, it was this beautiful album. I think it came out on. But he talks about an album. He was like, I almost thought coming at her, Little Wayne, but some shit I was scared or whatever it was. But he admitted to it, like, hey, I couldn't battle Wayne. You know what the fuck I was dissing for? No point to diss him. There's a lot of people Eminem diss. He had no reason dissing. Yeah, but like to say that he was on disclaimer, but not do because she was nervous about it, scared about it. That's the one. Yeah, it's a little different. Hot take though. I think MGK killed Eminem in that rap battle. Little beef. I think you're gonna die on that hill. Hot take. Sorry. That's a hot take, but I think you're gonna <laughs> die on that hill. I don't think it was that good. But uh, MGK song. I didn't. MG- I didn't like it that much. MGK song was more of a radio play song, where it's popular. Yeah, M killed him lyrically, but popularity-wise, if he didn't have those stands behind his back, MGK would have won that battle. Mm. And, and if he fucked Haley, he wins automatically. Wow. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, um, if we ever get popular. Did you know that... Uh, <laughs> did you know that in uh, that song with Juice World he did, Godzilla? Yeah. MGK's ex-girlfriend's in the video like four times. Who is it, Hazley? Uh, no, it's not Hazley. His like recent ex girlfriend. Like, uh-huh. Eminem went low, low. Like, didn't get the famous girl. Like, got the girl that dubbed dubbed MGK, and Damn. put him in her, put her in his video. Those subs right there. It's crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> What's Eminem doing when this come on? What's Eminem doing? Give me a song. <laughs> Give me a song that's gonna top this. There's not one. Stop. Drop. You're right. You're right. He can't do shit. What, what are you doing? What is he gonna do, bro? Is he gonna play my my name is? He better save that. He can't save Like if he like if like if if X plays, Lord knows he better play what's my name. He'll play fucking that Ditto song. <laughs> Which one? That song with Ditto. That Stan one. Oh god. <laughs> Wipe the tears. What was the other song he did? Uh 
Not, not without the me. The Superman? The one he was falling uh, from the building? Superman. Nah, he was like, uh, I am who you say I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Does that, I am what I, or you say I am or some yeah, shit like that? He might, he might do the Papa Doc one. <laughs> He'd be like Knees weak Arms heavy And probably on a sweater Mom's spaghetti He's nervous But the horse won't come out Choking Did you, did you, did you see the, the B Where he, it was like uh, The mask is heavy His face is sweaty He can't breathe The COVID's on him already <laughs> No Let me watch it <laughs> How far we came In 2020 COVID jokes Oh my But I don't oh think Oh god bro I don't think M could battle DMX song for song because you play uh, is it where, where my bitch is at or where my dog's at too or X is gonna give it to you intermission that is not the song that that it was supposed to be that's not the song that's, <laughs> that's not, not it <laughs> Oh, what's he playing when this comes up? Hey, yo, your niggas must be out your fucking mind. <laughs> can't pull another motherfucker. He's so aggressive. Shake a heart. Yo, when this, when this era was here, don't lie, everybody wanted to be from New York. I'm still from New York. Where the hood, where the hood at? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what? My bad, hold on. What? It was Brenda, <laughs> Linda, Misha, Tasha. What song is that again by DMX? Can't think of the name oh. of it. I met her in the ice cream parlor. Eminem can't win. There's a couple songs, bro, where it would, it would be really fucking hard. I hate Apple Music. Name two. What do you mean, name two? Name uh, two songs that Eminem would go super hard on that you think will uh, put up a good fight against a uh, young DMX. Um. What did you just want from a nigga? There it is. Just want from a nigga. Oh, this isn't going on. This isn't even going on YouTube. We ain't gonna make it. <laughs> Young Cisco or Drew Hill? Oh yeah, Drew Hill at the time. Yeah, we bitches, freak bitches. <laughs> Coco Puff, sweet bitches, make you wanna eat bitches, but not me. Yeah, niggas eat off the plate all you want, but not me. I fuck with these hoes from a distance, an instant. Fuck with <laughs> what a COVID bar. I fuck with these bitches from a distance. At six feet, he ain't play. Boy, play with oh, y'all. Oh shit! Um, he has some heat though. One song. I remember that song, but uh, hey, he has some soft shit too. He has some soft. Oh, shit. hold on, hold on, hold on. Get that. I miss you. <laughs> this one be kind of tough. See. And it's not even Eminem's first time. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Remember this shit? But it's not But it's not Eminem's verse That would be hard Oh shit You know it would be hard? 
All the white kids with blonde hair right now. It's coming back. <laughs> you know what, though? Okay. Okay. DMX versus 50 Cent. 50's wiping. Mm. I think that would be a tough one. That would be a tough one to judge, to be honest with you. In the club, still goes hard to this day. And Mini Man. Are we just counting albums or are we counting mixtapes, too? Because How to Rob was a... He's got some joints on How to Rob. I think he count the whole catalog of work, the whole catalog. So how to rob? How to rob alone would be hard for uh, DMX to get anything, get but, anything off but with. But you know what though? Who will be both of them? Ja Rule. If you can name me one Ja Rule song that he doesn't have a feature on, it must be the ass. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know one song John wrote no feature <laughs> Him and Ashanti Versus anybody else <laughs> All his radio hits Versus anybody <laughs> else Hit for hit though Drake is unstoppable Get out Wayne could beat him You're right I'm sorry about that You're right Blake could beat anybody <laughs> the, Carter, the Carter 3 alone and then of oh, the mixtapes too. Oh, the mixtape series, bro. Mixtape is crazy. The drought is over. One, one through three. You don't even gotta bring four into it yet. No ceilings, part one and two. The Evil Empire mixtape that Wayne had nothing to do with. What about Rebirth? <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna act like Rebirth didn't happen. But I do fuck with a uh, knockout. I fuck with that prom queen. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, I just do. I feel it. I fuck with prom queen too. <laughs> it's like the hardest rock I'm going, bro. To be honest with you. It's like okay. Oh, what's Ja Rule playing when 50 puts this on? She won't and I can tell she won't it. Want me to push up on it, for she know where I'm all on it. We get the party going. This is my shit back in the day. 50 and Jeremiah, number one, there's nothing higher. Get it, get it. I see you. What What's Ja Rule putting on? I see you. Let me go in there. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> okay Alright let's get out of this So since we're talking about 50 Cent though This is a great segue into 50 Cent talking about he would disown his own child And take 6 9 back Explain <laughs> Explain to be honest You didn't hear about this? I mean What is your take on it though? I think if 50 Cent's telling the truth And his son was always putting him In very awkward situations And his son was like Fuck you dad Like you're a piece of shit and it's like, come on, bro, you're 24 years old. Like, stop like stop being a groupie. I mean. I got, I understand it to an extent. I mean, Like, that's still your child. I don't know how well 50 took care of his kid. I don't know. I don't understand it. I mean, if he was there for him in more ways than one, more than financially, you know. But also, you have to understand that like, if your dad's this figure, you know, some people don't have a dad growing up. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck you complaining? <laughs> you got to, like, on, and I think what happened, I think his mom fucked him over, honestly. I think she fucked him over because, because what from what I what I read and see, it seems like his mom made it made it to his son like your dad ain't shit. Fuck him. Also, she just talked down to him and everything. And when he got older, his dad cut him off. You know, because because what happened when he was younger. Yeah. But I mean, at that point too, fifty cents to know like, hey, this nice box is my fault. See if I can help this relationship out. But maybe. But he did. That's the thing. He did. Oh, okay. Is when the when the child was older and the mom and he was he didn't have to listen to his mom. He did try to reconnect with his dad and they were, but that's what I'm saying. He f- the way Fifty put it is he kept putting him in awkward positions. Like he would bring people around that he he 
didn't have any business being around. Yeah, it's kind of using them and shit. Yeah, it's I understand it, and to be honest, <clears throat> this last six nine thing that we're done, we can just bury this whole rat. Oh yeah, okay. So you want to be done? You want to go ahead and have that conversation? Be done? Yeah, I think we should because we're already on this topic anyway. We want to bring it up. All right, but I mean, honestly, fifty cents a troll just like six nine, and and my whole take of the whole six nine situation is six nine, whatever you want to call him. Whatever. We'll call him 6 9 for this because it'll be the last time we talk talk about it. it. It's my whole viewpoint of his whole take is shit is like, like, I think that the people we, the people he fucked with, he shouldn't have fucked with, and vice versa, you know, because they knew he wasn't street. Yeah, most definitely. And he knew he wasn't street. And so when shit get rough, there's no honor among thieves. There's none at all. If you, if he... When we joined the gang, like fucking eighteen, whatever he was young. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen, I think. When of he course, he got no respect for the gang, and then they try to fuck his baby mama and try to kill him all sort of shit. Why would you protect somebody that's going to kill you with a culture you don't respect? For one, he doesn't he doesn't respect hip hop culture. No, he doesn't. He doesn't respect hip hop laws. He doesn't respect street laws. Because if he did, he wouldn't talk to the reckless in different cities. At least it you'll be telling another man suck your dick so many times. Yeah, and then at least it seems like other people involved in the culture, gang culture, whatever, like that. They respect other gangs to a certain degree. It seemed like he didn't have that respect. Yeah. And so I so I so we all knew he was gonna snitch on them when it happened. We all did. And now he's coming out dropping singles and hits and shit like that, you know? Hundred and fifty seven million dropping in the first hit, three days. Dropping dropping hits like that. Signed a ten million dollar signed a twelve million twelve million dollars contract. Ten million dollar deal, two albums. In enormous fucking deal. So apparently people that fuck with him don't care about his rep. You know? No, it's a white suburbia kid. Yeah. And so, so I mean, Fifty Cent's a businessman. He sees the marketability that he could that he could provide six nine, and probably the protection too. Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent was in the street. No, he he said he doesn't want nothing to do with him. Okay then, but oh, just hypothetically, take his son or who take Fifty Cent yeah, out of because son. his son was talking reckless oh, and yada yada. That's yada. so that's so disrespecting. So it was like a hypothetical. It wasn't real. No. Okay, then never mind it. But I mean, I think that six nine has two options in life. And the the people have two options. The streets have two options. Two options in life. Honestly, New York has two options. Nobody's ever gonna respect New York street culture again if Six Nine still walks around here with no consequences to his action. He was. He said he left New York altogether. They caught him in Staten Island. You didn't see the video of the girl dying that's laughing. The, that's still New York. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big island. But yeah, it is. I mean, and honestly, it's like, I think I think he must be miserable. About how sad his life is, he could be smiling on lunch like that, but he's probably crying to be honest because he can't go nowhere. Yeah, he doesn't have a life. Yeah, you got money, well, you can't fucking enjoy it. You locked up in the house in quarantine for the rest of your fucking life. His best option is fucking leave the country. Hey, hey, go to Europe if you can. Get out, you know, because you're never gonna have a good life here. You're too famous. <coughs> you're, you're, you're not. Like, you're not like a little mob. You're not like a mob snitch who could disappear and go to go to the fucking Midwest and be fine. Like, no, we know who you are. You got six nine tatted on your face. Yeah. Big. So it's like, look, get your money, get that and ten get million, out. and get out. You had a good life. Fuck it. Enjoy your family. <clears throat> Nobody cares about you in the in the, in the UK like we do over here. Fuck it. You're yeah. Not, like you're not safe anywhere you go because people are gonna want people. Are gonna want that notoriety, that street cred, whatever people who have nothing will risk it all for something. Yeah, no, most definitely. And they see you, they might take a chance at you. You just don't know anywhere, right? And the the people in the streets they feel respected. 
I'm not in the streets. I don't know how they feel, but I'm just assuming that they feel disrespected. Because I'm assuming New York street culture feels disrespected as fuck right now. And they feel embarrassed because yeah. they always say, oh, we the best. Like, we don't fuck with L.A. Like, no. We don't got stitches like that in L.A. <laughs> oh, there is. They're just well hidden. Yeah, but not in the news, though. Yeah, not, that's what I'm saying. They're more well hidden than this. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing, bro, is they shouldn't have let him in as far as they did. For one, because they, they, bro's not from the street. He wasn't cut from the same cloth. He yeah. wasn't from the same block. He didn't grow up around Joe. So, yeah, as soon as as soon as soon shit got turned, you should have known he was going to roll over on you. Exactly. But you know what? I wonder what caused the rift between him and the gang. Because all of a sudden, he fired his whole team. Because he was wondering where money was going. And so, my question is, too, if you're part of the gang and you're with him and he's your cash cow... Why are you risking it all for a couple thousand on the side? It wasn't a couple thousand; it was a lot more than that. Yeah, I know, but you, but like the, the here's my shit is too. In the big picture, yeah, yeah, because you're paying X amount of people. Yeah, like they're. It's playing, not much. Like it's so stupid because like you guys are playing short money instead of long money. You have this dude right here who's a phenomenon in your city, blowing up, and you can find a better way to get money out of him. Like, hey, look, we brought you into this world. We protect you. You go any city you want to. We got you back, but we want twenty five percent of all your total take. Yeah, on top of that sixty forty, he already had to sign with any deal he got. Yeah, so so, but like it's like what are you guys doing? You know what it is? I think different cats in the gang got upset because they weren't getting as much as somebody else were. So it's like, oh yeah, six nine just made two million off this little event, but Treyway made a hundred thousand, but I made five hundred. Yeah, and so people start getting greedy. That's what I mean. Gang culture is like not all, not all gang culture. I can't speak up on this. I don't know about that, but. I know criminals are greedy and selfish in general. And so they always want more. Yeah. And they risk it all for more. And I think they fucked themselves over on that because you have this cash cow. Like if I was if I was pimping out six nine, I'd be like, Look, you and my crew, we got your back, we protect you, you do whatever the fuck you want, you know you're safe. Give us this right here off the top. You good anywhere you go. Don't worry about shit. You don't got to pull no buttons. You don't got to do that shit. We know who you are. You straight. We take yeah. care of this shit. We got your rep for you. We'll make you shit up <clears> And for I think you. that's where it should have stopped. He shouldn't have been put, putting out hits on somebody. He shouldn't have been going to these extortion deals. He shouldn't have been in the in the drug selling aspect of it. He shouldn't have been nowhere near that. That life is it's fucking alluring, though. Because the less you know, the better off you are. But you know what, though? He was bragging about it. Uh, 20, 2050 yacht, a sticky yacht, whatever that shit he was saying. Plaka, plaka, plaka. Yeah, nah, he snitched on himself all the time. But it's like, it's addicting. Like, if you live in that life, like, oh yeah, I'm rolling with all these dudes up here. We'll put a hit. You know, I'm the boss of this shit. Hey, hit this nigga for you, fifty thousand. Yeah. You know how good that shit must feel to say shit like that. I'm not, I'm not saying I would do it, but you know how good that. No, I, I get it. Being a kid that had nothing yeah. to have everything. Like, in, how much of a boss in the shortness like, of a year? No, I feel it. Like you know what? Fuck that. I'm running this shit. Hold on. Hit this nigga. And I think it got to him. And, like, now he... I saw his little Instagram live video. He had two million people in there. Shit, it wasn't... I think it was another one. I can't remember which one it was. But he was talking about justification of why he snitched. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, that's the one. In that, vis- in that video, he like he was tearing up a little bit. He looked miserable. Yeah. Like, honestly, you... Wow, what the... He what? fucked his whole life over. And it's like, yeah, you're alive, but right now you're not doing shit the same. Like, look, drop your little fucking two albums and dip out. Honestly, like, you got a ten million, go a long way. But he's already had to move twice now. Government, for, that's the government pay for that shit. You think so? Hell yeah, because they're responsible. They're responsible. That's it. They're responsible for his protection still. So that's all they're doing. 
That's what it seems like. Because only government, only the government moves like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they got out of video. If that's me and they got online and I'm six nine, oh fuck, they got still. I got people here. Government's like, no, 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 we need you still. Or right, nah, we this agreement right here. You gotta go over here. Yeah. If it was six nine, he'll left the state. But the government saying that we got you back. We got to keep you safe for these two years or whatever it is. Yeah, because he's got probation. Yeah. We're not here. But eventually, get to the point where his life's not safe in New York. He has to leave New York and stop posting videos and all that shit. He's not gonna stop posting videos that's because that's butter. his livelihood. Yeah. If I was, I'll just market. I'll just fucking capitalize on it I and mean, leave. Yeah, I think smart. Fuck it. All right, man. So there's gonna be no more snitch nine talk about it after that, man. Sorry, bro, but it, I didn't listen to your song. I'm not giving you a view, and I unfollowed you on Instagram. Never followed him. So I'm on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, did you watch that? Uh, Out of the Shadows. No, you need to watch that. I'll send it to you. All right, she's crazy. She's gonna fuck your brain up. You'll be like, what? Really? Yeah, for real, for real. Right. It's like some actual like movie execs and fucking CIA agents in this fucking documentary. That was Blackstone or whatever? No. No? Okay. Really? really? It's crazy, bro. Right. Trust me. Wow. It's worth it. It's going to be worth it. Just It's like an hour and a half long. Just take you the time see, to watch you it. You seen The Last Dance? Nah, what's that? Michael George documentary, like 10 episodes long, about an hour, two hours <sighs> I haven't got to see it. I don't have cable. It's on. Um, yeah, you have cable. It's on ESPN. Hmm. I don't have cable. Got Hulu, uh, Netflix, and uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. I got Disney Plus. I don't even watch this no more. I got tired of it. The which one? Disney Plus. I watch it no more. I got tired of it. Oh, that's for my kids. Sure, it is. I do watch Boy Meets World. Okay, I mean, I watch uh, Proud Family still. Support Black culture. I haven't seen it on there. It's on there. Black Proud Family. Yeah, yeah, it's on there. I, I haven't on. watched it. Well, like I, I said, bro, my kids watch it mostly. Oh. Like, if I put it on, put it on at night. Like, I ain't watching it. I watched uh, fr- uh, Free Solo. Shit's <laughs> intense. Yeah? Yeah, this dude is legit. Uh, This dude is legit climbing uh, El Capitan. Yeah? With no rope. What the fuck? Yeah, he fully died. <laughs> intense. I got into rock climbing videos because two reasons. I saw one, the down wall on Netflix, and one about climbing in the 80s. And got stuck. In, in 127 it. hours? Yeah, that was because of Omar, feel savage right there. I would have been dead. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I would, bro, pulled his leg out of that. Or was it his arm? His arm. He broke it with a rock. And then. Oh, bro. And pulled it out. I remember that part. He broke his arm like this, walking happy and shit. Like, no, I'm good. Hey, we're yeah, Johnny no. Ads. still chopping from that rock. Yeah, come on, James Franco. Come on, Green Goblin. <laughs> Forgot about that one. All right, man. Well, we this is, an hour, this is an hour and 40 minutes long. I can't even. We got to get out of here, bro. Yeah, we do. I got a long way home. Yeah, that too. I didn't think about that. But yeah, you do got a long way Selfish, home. Selfish, that's why. <laughs> Ever think about others? Except 6 9 <laughs> What's something we going out to today? All right, man. So my man Air Don, the next, the next podcast, I'm going to pay this at the beginning again. But he just dropped a new song called DFWLSD. It's uh, by Air Don, man. He's got a lot more shit coming. But this is, like I said, it's DFWLSD. All right, let's give it a go. Hey, yeah. Trill. Look at shout a smell. 
making that thing clear. He ain't get pet down, I bet he came in with a strap. But never mind all that, I got this bad thing in my lap. She say she need a daddy, though her real one's still around. She do the shit for daddy, but them tricks gotta pay now. I came in with my bro, we somewhere passed out in the lounge. My last short, it was thick, you see, I downside just a tad. Put the little on my wrist, I'm smoking 93, that gas. The DJ on point, got little mama them and they bad. Once that nigga drop, knocking heads off, that's when everything turned bad. What you gon' do, drop next? You see them gang signs ain't no fed. Twenty niggas came from the deep end. Twenty niggas gon' crash. Hold up, watch. Flex your watch. Around the clock. He 915, the hell you mean? Shot it bounce. Shot it rock. Body drop. Make it look clean and show the lean. Hold up, watch. Flex your watch, around the clock, you 915, the hell you mean, shot it.